Hello! I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we are the, the Squad, Squad Ghouls. Just a couple of creepy gals that love creepy things. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Hey, Brie. Why did the Headless Horseman go into business? I don't know, Brie. Why did he? He wanted to get ahead in life. <laughs> as we all do. <laughs> hey, Brie. Hey, Sarah. Why don't mummies take time off? I don't know. Why? They're afraid to unwind. <laughs> These are so great. <laughs> I uh, Anytime anybody has ever talked to Jared for more than five minutes, there's at least one dad joke that comes out. And <laughs> his dad is also full of dad jokes. And grandpa has 87 years of dad jokes stored up. So what could be more appropriate than to make them Halloween dad jokes? Yep. And I love dad jokes. Oh, they're the best. I'm just, <laughs> I'm here for them you all have the to, time. You have to laugh in life to keep from crying, that's for sure. Exactly, especially during these times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's for real. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so we get into our booze news. Booze news. Booze news. Get into our booze news. <laughs> oh, yep, that's staying. <laughs> Don't cut that out, Jerry. <laughs> we will forever be singing that now. Oh God! <laughs> I know. Now we have a lot. We have so much to live up to now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, well, I've got some interesting news. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Gosling is set to star in the remake of The Wolfman. I have mixed emotions. I mean, I'm all for Universal. Bringing back to life the old, you know, classic movie monsters. But Ryan Gosling is the Wolfman. He is real adorable in La La Land and all. I mean, he's cute. I I I just... I I just didn't see him. Like, when they mention... um, Javier Bardem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was like, uh, okay. I can get behind this. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what they're going to do with it. But I mean, let's just hope that it had the same effect as the invisible band did. Because I, I thought that they did a really great job modernizing that. For, yeah. As we talked about in our in episode two, they did a great job modernizing it. Yes. for 2020. Um, I mean, they're still on the hunt for a director right now. Um, but you know, this is just one of the movies where, you know, several attempts where universal, you know, has made in the recent years to, you know, kind of reboot the movie Monsters for the modern audiences. Um, but, I mean, Lee, Lee Winnell, Invisible Man. I, I gotta say, my number one movie of 2020 so far. Mm-hmm, I agree. Because I, I purchased it on Vudu, and I've just been constantly watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> it's just, it was just that good. Like, when you can watch a movie over and over like that, I mean... Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I know that uh, it, I don't know that it did that well. I think it did okay, but oh. um, Insidious did. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, that's one that I can watch. Mm-hmm. The first one, I should preface that because there were four. The first one I can watch over and over again, and it is just as unsettling yeah. every time I watch it. Yeah, I, I can definitely watch that one over and over. Mm-hmm. But definitely with you because I just love watching you. Jump. Oh, my God, every freaking time. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I know what's coming. I know what's going to happen. And then every time I jump and I scream, and then usually Peanut is asleep on my lap, and then she freaks out and she, and won't she doesn't talk to like me. you. No. She, like, most, most drama and attitude of any living creature per pound on oh, the face boy. of the planet. And she's not having it. It's like, oh, nope, man. bye, mom. Yeah. She's like, you're I'm, fired. I'm- I'm leaving you. I'm taking myself back to the pound. <laughs> Someone else adopt me. <laughs> yeah. I can't deal with this lady can't right now. can't deal with her. The dog treats aren't worth it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> God. Well, um, Variety, um, on their website, they note that Corey Finley uh, from Bad Education is one of the directors being considered. Okay. Uh, but no decisions have been made on that front yet. Um, but actually, the film was a pitch from Gosling himself. Again. <laughs> Which I'm really surprised. I'm I'm curious 
um, the backstory of this. And when when you <laughs> mentioned this this morning while you're eating breakfast burritos, I as as we were reading this, it just kind of went from bad to worse. But there's a glimmer of hope. Yes, here somewhere. So. <laughs> Um, and then also on there is uh, Lauren Bloom and Rebecca Angelo. They wrote the script and they both wrote for Orange is the New Black. Okay, so I'm, I'm, we're getting we're, there. We're glimmer of hope. <laughs> um, other movie uh, monster movies that are in the works from Universal include uh, Paul Feig's uh, Dark Army. That's gonna be it. Dexter Fletcher's uh, Renfield. Ooh, Ooh about um, uh, da, 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 the familiar from Dracula. Yes. Okay, I'm not... I think that's going to be kind of cool, because I think everybody was always wondering what was going on with Renfield. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I think absolutely. it's... <laughs> um, also, um, Matt Stawoski's Monster Mash, and Elizabeth Banks is actually creating The Invisible Women. Okay, Elizabeth Banks. I'm going to need you I... to not do to this what you did to the Charlie's Angels reboot. <laughs> please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, can I just, yes, you can just say one thing just to just kind of, why did she think that Kristen Stewart could be a Charlie's <laughs> angel? Did you? Okay. So to your point, I finally watched <laughs> underwater because I, I had wanted to see it because it looked yeah, at I watched first it. Chance. I, yeah, it just went so, uh, She's just her. Okay, I'm sorry for Kristen Stewart fans out there, if there if there are many that are listening to her show, but she her acting is just at just a flat line. <laughs> like it's she not my she favorite. doesn't change her facial expressions, emotions. She's just just one look. Yeah, it worked for Twilight, but I don't think it works for anything else. <laughs> no, it just it's not. It's not my favorite. I understand yeah. you can be the the ripest and juiciest peach in the world, and there's still somebody that hates peaches. But I also hate peaches, and I just what? am not a fan of. I'm sorry. I don't like peaches, and I don't like Kristen Stewart acting. Sorry. Okay, but I I like peaches. But I agree with you on the Kristen Stewart. <laughs> I like peaches. Christ, does that count? Okay, I'll give you that. That's fine. <laughs> Little plug. That's the only peaches that for I our like. love of drag queens. <laughs> That's the only peaches that I like. <laughs> but also, another little glimmer of hope. Uh, James Wan is reportedly rep- producing a new take on Frankenstein. Okay, I'm here for this. I'm, my body is ready. My, I, my, 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 I almost said my iPad. I don't even own an iPad. My ears perked up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we've got some good things coming. I'm... I'm really interested to hear more about James Wan, what he's doing. Indeed. With Frankenstein, I think that's... And I hope that he's really going off of the the Mary Shelley novel. Yes, agreed. I really hope. Me too. Well, and in in other booze news, some exciting uh, horror film news. The Wretched has been the number one movie at the quote-unquote box office, which I understand has been closed. Um, But for the last three weeks. So... Here's how they're doing it, because drive-ins have since reopened, which I don't know why it took us a pandemic to bring back drive-ins. I feel like they should have always been here. (laughs) I agree. I don't know why it took us a pandemic to get rid of them, but drive-ins are are making a comeback now with good old COVID. But uh, The Wretched is, you know, one of the only movies at the box office right now. Um, but it's doing so well and it's on Vudu and I'm sure it's on a few other streaming services as well. Oh. I need to watch it. It's been in my queue for a couple weeks now. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch that one too. Yeah. I'm going to try to watch it later on today while I'm busy doing nothing, <laughs> but it's, it's been number one at the box office. It would have been super freaking cool. And I'm, I'm glad that if everything else had to take a, uh, a sidebar here that at least horror is getting a little bit of recognition right now. Oh, it's definitely something I want to watch. Uh, other uh, other news, um, Oblong Box Shop. I'm really glad that I got through that. Uh, <laughs> announced that they are releasing a Swamp Monster Tiki Mug Collection. Oh, and it's so cute. It's super cute. It's so cute. Yeah, and it's uh, featuring original art by Danielle Von Fitch. The owner. Yeah, so woohoo. Um, but definitely check out on their IG 
uh, or sorry, or Instagram. Uh, also, I think they have a Facebook as well. I'm um, sure she does. But you want to join their newsletter so you can be the first to shop the collection. And she actually released a line of caftans oh, yes. as well. And I, I love Golden Girls and I love a good caftan. So I think I bought three of them. <laughs> uh, one of them has the roses and spiderwebs on it and it's super cute. And then she did another um, spooky themed one with bats and spiders and tarot cards and palms and skulls and and it's oh and it's glow in the dark the best oh, part oh my gosh yeah it's so cool i i need a, a whole caftan collection <laughs> same here and then i think i bought a leopard especially one right too. now when we're all stuck at home oh i know like, <laughs> it's throw, the perfect time throw on a caftan watch a good horror movie and handle it um other streaming news so i don't know if you know but hbo launched uh, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So it's a new streaming network. Uh, it has all their shows and um, movies and such on there. But they just added 120 plus horror movies on the network. So just to throw out like a couple of names, if you're looking for something to watch, uh, they have the whole Aliens uh, trilogy on there. Uh, Annabelle. Yeah, man. The Conjuring 1 and 2. All the Godzilla movies. <laughs> <laughs> Like, even the old school ones. Oh, boy. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street films. Crimson Peak. Which, I... Going into that movie, I didn't... I had uh, different expectations of what I was getting. I did, too. And I haven't watched it since, but I feel like I should because it was beautifully filmed. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, watching it for, like, I would say the second time around, I... I could appreciate it more. Yeah, I need to. I need to give it. I mean, the chance. story may, might have been a little funny, but just how it was shot and how it was done. And I have to say, Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, that maze. did a beautiful maze. I, I wasn't even scared because I was like looking at everything. Same. Same. It's like Bray, look at this gorgeous thing over here. Yeah, like they did a really good job on that maze. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what year that was. Oh, it it must have been. I know it was the year the movie came out. Well, I remember going to see it. Our friend Coriel that we miss dearly, who uh, moved to Germany for work. So, Coriel, if you're listening, we miss you. Yay. We'd love to see you next time you're back. I know. <laughs> um, but I remember she and I went to go see it together. Um, okay. So it was before Coriel moved. Uh, I don't know. Year is, un- year is unimportant, but the maze was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Halloween Horror Nights, for creating that beautiful maze oh yeah man (laughs) um but also just to name a couple of classics because i know a lot of the streaming services they're not like putting a lot of the classic movies out there um but hbo max has the blob from 1958 little shop of horrors yeah uh night of the living dead from 1968 uh piranha 1978 and pet the original pet cemetery the mary lambert pet cemetery 1989 yeah man so there's some more stuff for you guys to watch out there good things to watch in quarantine (laughs) and the last bit of booze news that we have today is uh child's play apparently is getting a tv series really and uh interesting apparently sci-fi is involved and it's going to give chucky a new batch of weapons and new targets to prey on (laughs) um they're still going to use the same puppetry that they did for the movies um and as they put it quote unquote preserve the straightforward scariness of the original film it wasn't it wasn't scary (laughs) Just kick the damn doll. I know. <laughs> I, my my mom is a collector of dolls, so when I'm I so sorry, <laughs> when I saw this movie, uh, well, sorry, just a little quick short story. Do it. <laughs> my mom gave me this doll um, when I was younger. So basically, when you hold it to your heart, like this, you know, I don't I like, like you where would, this is going. Like you would any baby, I guess. I don't know. It felt like a real baby too. Um, its heart would beat and you could feel it. So there was one night I was sleeping and I kept hearing this doo 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 doo. Like, this I'm is like, some Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm like and I'm like laying in my bed, I'm like, what the heck is that? And then my dog is barking. So I'm like, okay, there's some freaky stuff going. And then I'm I get up and I walk closer and it's the baby's heart beating. There's nothing laying on it. It's just laying in the little play crib that I had by itself. 
and its heart was going off. At least you didn't have to tear up your floorboards like in the Telltale Heart. Oh, yeah, no. I, I quickly just grabbed her and just put her in the trash. Out the window. Yep. And my mom woke up the next morning. She's like, where's your baby? Oh, she's she's dead. Back to hell where she belongs. <laughs> she's in the trash. And I think the trash the, the trash man just picked up everything. So she she gone. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I know it was expensive, but no. But who I I have so many questions. Like whose idea was it to make a doll? I think they were just trying to give the idea of like holding a real baby. I don't know. I <laughs> But I feel like we're setting we're setting young people up for glorifying early pregnancy a little bit. Yeah. I mean Yeah, but at least in my teenage years I was a major tomboy, so that's cool. I, I'm no effect on that, me well and I'm, I'm super thankful that by the time uh well when i was in high school and everybody had to do the health class flower sack baby thing oh, i'm i'm old enough that we still had sacks of flour and not these little things that actually cry and need to be fed and such and you, no. you legit have to take care of them because oh man i Anyway, I had to just throw out that quick doll story, but continue yep. on your child's plate. Sorry. Yeah, well, apparently uh, this will be coming here soon and uh, they're giving him new strategies, targets, and goals. It's good to have goals. Goals, goals, are, goals are necessary. Chucky is going to have Chucky goals. Chucky is going to have goals, apparently. Let's make the goal for the TV series not to suck, please. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that first before we give Chucky goals. Small goals. <laughs> Well, this week we are gonna talk about all things creep show. Yay, creep show! Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit of the 1982 movie and maybe get into a little bit of the second creep show a little bit, but also the show that is on Shutter. Yeah, man. So it debuted. Oh my God, debuted. It debuted on, <laughs> on Shutter last year, um, but most recently, it's actually uh, been put into syndication by AMC. So I think they have because there's six episodes with two stories each. I think that yes. they've run through them all already. Um, so hopefully, everyone's had a chance to watch them, but. If not, if you have um, on demand at all, they're on AMC. You can also sign up for Shutter. Subtle plug. Thank you're welcome, Shutter, because you're not paying us for this. Uh, but you can also sign up for a free seven day trial on Shutter. Um, and I'm sure you can probably scour the internet for codes for longer trials. Yes. Right um, now, there's a a seven day free trial before they start charging you uh, five ninety nine per month. Yeah, and and five ninety nine for streaming is so cheap because I think even my hulu subscription before i canceled it was like 15 or something like that yeah a lot of those are going up which i and don't I, understand <laughs> and they didn't even give you everything like yeah. if you wanted uh, some of the other series you had to pay i think it was 20 or 30 mm-hmm. bucks a month or something oh, like and that. then they do and now they're doing this whole thing where it's like commercial free i'm like i can watch commercials it's fine <laughs> right I'm, I'm not i'm not above this yeah <laughs> So I'm glad they're kind of offering at $5.99. That's so I mean, but everybody, if you're wanting to get on it, get on it now because you never know. They might raise the price. Right. <laughs> they're gonna get wise. So the I some of the things that I love the most about the 1982 version yeah. were that these were I mean, some of these were um I think only two of them actually were stories that were previously written, one of them by Stephen King. They were short stories. Yes. Um, but then the rest were all original for the movie. Um, and obviously directed by the late great George Romero. Oh, yes. Master of horror. Oh yeah. Um, and then written, screenwritten by Stephen King, which, fun fact, I didn't know this. This was actually his screenwriting debut. Oh. Yeah, man. And, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, five of the short films. Uh, it's about two hours long. I just rewatched it again a few Yeah, me ago. too. And I yeah. watched the second one, too. I should have watched it. I didn't realize that they were that long. I guess yeah. when you just get into it, you're, you just don't pay attention. <laughs> no, they, it was really well strung together. Um, but two of them were based on some uh, Stephen King short stories. Um, and then three of them were specifically written for the film. Oh, just some great stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I also forgot until I rewatched this, because it's it, it's probably been, you know, a good seven or eight, maybe ten years since I watched the original yeah. Creep Show. Uh, and I forgot how many big names were in that. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I When I went back and, and watched it, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> 
There's a lot of people in here. Yeah. Like, and, and Stephen King, who, yes, he makes cameos in all of his miniseries and any films that, that come out. He's, you know, most recently in It Chapter 2, he was the guy in the pawn shop. Oh, I love that. Oh, it was hilarious. And he's talking. I absolutely love that. He's talking shit to Bill about his about being an author and swindles him on the bike. Like, Mary, you're an author. You can afford it. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, oh, and then they gave him shit about the ending. Which yeah, I right. Which I also loved. It's like, your, your ending was terrible. <laughs> yep. I loved it. Um, but he actually was in the second story that's featured, The Lonesome Death of Jody Verrill. Yes. Jordy Verrill, sorry. Not Jody. What? No, you know. Anyway. <laughs> Jody's a good name, too. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, and so that's the one um, where he plays this total backwoods guy and the meteorite lands near his uh, near his house. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. And then he goes trying to figure out if he can sell the meteorite to college, but then the meteorite takes over. And it's it was really well done. I liked it. It was kind of creepy. Um, yeah. And Father's Day, the very first one in the series, had Ed Harris in it. I know. I didn't even know that. No. Like, I just I guess I just didn't pay attention to it. I guess I don't know. Super like young baby Ed Harris. Yeah. Um, and then he super ridiculously dies when the the tombstone like in the most drawn out anticlimactic death yeah. scene like. <laughs> Bro, roll over. <laughs> you got like five minutes to figure out how to roll over and not get crushed. You just do it. Right. <laughs> and Father's Day was a little... I mean, it was fine. It wasn't my favorite of the stories. Yeah. Um, You know the one that freaked me out the most, though, was actually the third one? Uh, Something oh, to Tide You Over? I was over? just going to say that, yeah, that one... With Tony Danza and Leslie Nielsen. Oh, man. I am so claustrophobic. Yeah. So the fact that Leslie Nielsen takes Tony Danza out and makes him dig his own grave. Yeah, like, that Yeah. That part. I, anything that's to do with... Well, I mean, I know, like, we just talked about cemeteries. But <laughs> even sometimes cemeteries, like, creep me out. Like, just the fact, like, the whole thing about being buried alive or something like that. Like, that stuff gets me that's why i always tell jared you know whenever my time comes because i'm terrified of being buried alive and he's like no you'll be embalmed it'll be fine i'm like but what if i'm not what if there's a mistake you hear about that shit happening so we should put a time. so we should put a, a bell on your toe well no here's what you should do one don't cremate me because oh, right. if you cremate me it's like it's absolutely over for me right and i have no chance so please don't cremate me um you can you have a couple of options one you can drop me off the back of a boat um which is totally fine yes i know it's not legal but i mean just the mob does it all the time yeah so, they got away with it right just stick still, me off still the back can't of find hoffa so don't put <laughs> don't put a cinder block on my foot just drop me the critters will get me if i'm really gone um or you can bury me above ground and yes please put a bell on my toe okay i'm fine with that somebody will hear me i just hope you don't like cook like what you were talking about (laughs) don't bury me in new orleans please (laughs) that that still is uh embedded in my head just disturbing yeah but anyway sorry (laughs) so disturbing but you know going back to some of the special effects and the makeup i loved when they came back to leslie nielsen's character yes and they're just super waterlogged and their voices were so campy and over the top yeah i loved it that one was great yeah, I really liked how they did that. I would just say in the whole thing, that was probably one of my, like, one of my favorites, like the top for me. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so well done. And it, it definitely, I felt like the movie got stronger as it yes. went on. Um, because even the the crate is the short that I personally associate with Creepshow, with 1982 Creepshow. Because mm-hmm. it's that big old monster from the Arctic that's hanging out in the staircase. Oh, yeah. Or not in the staircase, I'm sorry, in that big old crate. Um, and Hal Holbrook is married to Adrian Barbo, and she's the worst wife ever, and she's yeah. nagging him the whole time, and he's <laughs> dreaming up different ways to kill her. Yes. Like, it's it's so funny. That also, another favorite. <laughs> oh, my God. So, and that's like, the to me, that's the, between that and they're creeping up on you, the, the last one in the first movie, mm-hmm. those are the two that I most associate yeah. with. well i'm glad there was that kind of like lead up you know to yeah like it started out you know a little campy and then it got to like you know a little bit more serious i guess you could say (laughs) yeah they definitely and and the other thing that i really appreciated is that they played on everybody's different fears yeah well like in like we were saying in um 
they're creeping on you oh my god the cockroaches Mm-mm. i died <laughs> No. That's one thing you'll learn about me. I do not like bugs well, crawling on me. <laughs> I, I don't mind bugs nope. and, and snakes. What I do mind are things that swarm. Ugh. So one, one bee, I'm totally fine. And I would never hurt bees anyway. They're great pollinators and we need yes. them. Um, one bee, oh, here, little buddy, what's going on? How you doing? A swarm of them, I'm gone. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, can't deal with things but that But seriously, that those... The, the roaches mm-hmm. no thank you no that like made them feel like they were all over me <laughs> oh, it was terrible <laughs> but terrible 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 some really good stuff um and even in the second one i had like a few favorites because i just recently watched that one again and one i remembered like just so clearly was the hitchhiker mm-hmm. um from creep show 2 and I, I i know there's a lot of other good ones in there too but just seeing that one in the second movie where the guy you know he just kept popping up on that lady thanks for the ride lady thanks for the ride. like uh. well and two was interesting because in one they did have like obviously they introduce the monster and the little and billy who's reading the uh He's reading the Creepshow comics, yeah. comics and his dad's being a total asshole. So they they introduced him there. But Creepshow 2 had more of the little interludes the way that the new show did. Yes. Which I thought was I, interesting. I really like that. That yeah. they brought that into the new series. Yeah. And I think leading into the remake, there's a couple things that... I, I don't know. On the whole, I liked the new series. Yes. Um... I thought that they were, for the most part, very creative stories. There were a couple of things that I felt like were a little tired. Um, and truthfully, I was a little, I was a little apprehensive when it led off with Gray Matter. Yeah. So that was the, um, and that one was based on a short story by Stephen King, uh, which stars Tobin Bell, a, also mm-hmm. another horror legend who most notably played Jigsaw. You know, I, I have to say, I saw him in the grocery store once, and I went to another aisle. <laughs> I mean, I mean sorry, Tobin Bell. But <laughs> after seeing you in Saw so many times, like, that's all I think, that you're just going to kidnap me and I didn't want my head to end up in a bear trap, so I'm sorry yeah. I changed aisles. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but you're great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. Um, and... It, it was a little, I don't know, I struggled with that one. It wasn't yeah. my favorite. It definitely wasn't the strongest one. And not not because of his acting. It was, the story itself just wasn't that strong for me. Yeah. So I, I was a little worried when I started watching it. Now, the second one. Oh, the head of the, the house? The, yeah. That is one of my favorites. Though, I won't, we won't say what the ending is, but I, I mean. I will. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, if you want to. <laughs> but I just love, I remember having a dollhouse like myself and having a little furniture and stuff like that. So I just really liked that one. And I just thought it was really creative. Like it was, I wish that they would have done a little more at the ending. Yeah. I, I wish that I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. They, cause they, it was so well written and they, um, the suspense that was built up throughout that episode with the little head going to the different rooms. Oh and yeah. And, and beheading the other dolls or like yeah, the dolls she would, looking all she scared. Would, like go and, <laughs> go by like you know the the indian guy or like a priest or some or the policeman mm-hmm. to like you know <laughs> try to help rescue her little family that Save were living in the, the house family. oh it was so funny <laughs> to I know. me it was funny <laughs> i i thought it was really well done and i same thing dollhouses creep me out to no end um <laughs> so i thought it was really well done and then there's a little surprise toward the end when she throws the little head out of the house mm-hmm. um i wish that they would have expanded on that more yeah i agree because i definitely agree on that, that truly would have been awesome yeah i felt like there should have been more of a kind of like a surprise pop ending a little mm-hmm. bit just a little bit more to elaborate on it but overall that was one of my favorites yeah i agree and moving into the the second episode that was released the first one is an episode titled bad wolf down um so this one is centered around world war ii there's a group of resistance fighters that end up getting trapped in a building um and they're trying to they're trying to escape 
uh, a bunch of Nazis that are trying to kill them. And they encounter this woman who's in prison there. Mm-hmm. And she turns out to be a werewolf. Which I absolutely loved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like werewolves get enough credit. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad they picked a woman. Like I am, too. Yeah. Uh, I really like that. And anytime anything has Nazis that are being gratuitously murdered, I'm all there. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this and Inglorious Bastards, I'm so happy for. Oh, yeah. Um, I I liked it. It was, it was a little slower for me, mm-hmm. but... But I think yeah. that for a good reason, though. Yeah. I feel like because of the way it ended, like, that slow lead up was was good. I agree. But also, what about the finger? Did you like that one? The finger was so odd. <laughs> like, it was... Just the whole story about this guy finding a finger that's growing. Like... And... Oh, it's so weird. It, it, it... I don't know. Like... And it was it was interesting, and I love that he named it Bob. Uh, although I did love too that uh, Bob could read his mind, or yes. or Bob was able to find anybody that irritated his little owner, uh, and Bob disposed of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, what would you name your finger? Mm, well, I kind of have one that wants to destroy everything, and her name's Peanut. But that's a dog. <laughs> she so hates everything. <laughs> She's so I'm just saying, if you found a finger that was growing and it would, you know, do whatever your bidding would be. Ebenezer. Oh, I like that. Because it's a perfect name for a crotchety old little creature that wants to ruin everything. <laughs> I like that. I would pick something, I think, kind of fun. What would you pick? Like, hmm. Like, I was thinking after watching this, I'm like, what about Abigail? (laughs) Just something out of the ordinary. (laughs) But I also feel like you would have a creature that has nine names. Probably. It'd be like... Because I have four, so why not pass that on? It'd be like Abigail Flower Banjo Blanket Fern. Blanket. I like that one. (laughs) Michael Jackson can do it. You can, too. (laughs) I just thought it was interesting. I'm like, all right, Bob, you're cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, episode two was a little tough for me. Um, yeah, it was. It was still okay. Um, it just wasn't same thing. wasn't my favorite. Now, yeah. episode three yes. is when it starts getting real good. Oh yeah, All Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eve was great. So I had no idea where they were going mm-hmm. with this episode. So it starts out with this group of this little eclectic group of kids on Halloween and they're talking about how this is their last Halloween together and they go and they start trick-or-treating at these various houses and clearly something bad has happened and one of the parents says you know it's bad enough you took then they name they name the kid I can't remember his name like are you going to keep coming back and taking more and at that point you're going wait what what are you talking about (laughs) like I didn't do that ears parked out and then they go to a house and and mom is trying to protect her son who then ends up coming out but she gives up and goes you know they're just gonna keep coming back it's yep. it's never gonna end um and they flash back and you find out that these poor kids actually were just a bunch of nerds which uh sidebar i went to my mom's house yesterday for a little bit to visit her and we started going through old pictures and i didn't realize what a massive nerd i was oh i I've, <laughs> I've seen all that mo- helping my mom move and I saw pictures of me and I'm just like, oh, nerd alert. Well, she had like, <laughs> so she, she had pictures of when I was in uh, drumline in high school. You were in drumline? I was in drumline in high school. Amazing. And I look so pissed off. But I think looking at the picture, because, <laughs> okay, first off, marching band uniforms are hot. Yeah. They're itchy. Usually don't smell that great because of reasons one and two. Um, And then also compounded with the area that I lived in at the time, which was on the edge of the Mojave Desert, which is basically hot. Yeah, it's like the fifth circle of hell is too hot. Um, So putting all of us in there. But I think that they also told us all to stand at attention. So we all looked angry. I wasn't the only one. I gotta um, see this picture. I have it. I'll have to. I'll have to flip it to you. Uh, and then she also had pictures of when I did show choir. 
So oh, she had pictures of my show choir dress. I was in show choir. It was like not gonna lie, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, I also love show tunes. So. Oh, same. Uh, the Broadway station on Sirius is highly underrated. Yep. Uh, but then she also had ones of when I did the youth circus in uh, my former hometown. Wait, you were in a circus? I was in a circus. Okay, now I just got to pull out this Oh, this man. Thing. Please tell um, me what you did in the circus. I did lots of different stuff. So I was an acrobat. I did uh, trapeze. Uh, I did the Spanish webs that are like these, the ropes yeah. that you have to, those back like before puberty, before my boobs grew in and weighed me down and I actually had <laughs> upper body strength. Um, but I also rode, this is the one that she had. I rode a six foot tall unicycle. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. So I didn't realize what a nerd I was. So <laughs> my, my heart identified with these kids so much. Yeah. And then I realized that I grew into a real boring ass adult. After <laughs> after that visit yesterday. You're not boring. It's, it's debatable. Um, I disagree. <laughs> but these poor kids were just little nerds that were that were playing board games up in their treehouse. And these asshole kids came and started a fire and burned it down and yeah. killed these poor kids. So they came back to exact their revenge on the bullies that uh, were the reason for their demise, which... I don't advocate harming others, but I also wasn't sad that these kids yeah. were were able I, to get I really the liked that surprise mm-hmm. in the end. Because like, at first you're just like, oh, they're just going around having a good time. And... Where are these belligerent kids mouthing off to all these adults on Halloween? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say, like, episode three definitely, just with, for all Hallow's Eve, that was my favorite. That one was really good. And I also really liked The Man in the Suitcase, which was the the second one on the back half of it. So I, I know that the story has been told a million different ways. It's kind of the old parable of the golden goose yeah. of sorts. Um, but there's a, a genie that is trapped in a suitcase and this poor kid that finds him figures out that when this guy's in pain, he starts spitting out gold coins. And for starving college students, especially in the year, you know, 2020, when even even state school is not affordable. I mean, right. I know lots of people that have upwards of $100,000 in student loan debt. So I can only imagine if some, there's someone that you see a payday for. Mm-hmm. Sure, a lot of kids would do the same. Oh, yeah. Um. So, you know, these, these kids figure out that they can do things like electrocute him and throw him down the stairs and he'll start spitting out even more gold coins. And I need to find the suitcase. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a lot of things I can do. <laughs> right. But, and this, so this poor guy is just getting completely exploited um, for being and just trapped in the suitcase. But uh, he gets his revenge in the end. And there's a nice little twist. Oh, yeah. In which these kids get it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, they always say that it comes back on you threefold. So mm-hmm. it's so true. Mm-hmm. People listen up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do onto somebody else, it's going to come back to you threefold. So don't be a jerk. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And then going to episode four. So this one had my favorite in the entire series. Uh, And it's called The Companion. Yes. Um, That was a very good one. I have to say. It was. And uh, Funko actually released the the Scarecrow, (gasps) the little companion Scarecrow, as one of their... Yeah, as one of their... uh, Halfway to Halloween. Oh, man. I, I bet next week on Booze News, we're probably going to have to <laughs> recap and, and go back on that because I'm sure they released so many more. <laughs> Here is the full list of every single Funko Pop right. that's been released for <laughs> but Halloween. But that's cool that they did the uh, the Scarecrow. Yeah, they did the little companion. Oh, yay. Um, so this one I thought was super unique um, and starts out with with this poor kid that's getting bullied by his older brother. Um, and he runs into this abandoned farmhouse, finds a, and as he's running onto the property, finds a scarecrow looking thing, not yeah. quite a scarecrow. It's got other little goodies on it, like, right. <laughs> like a jaw and such and a, and a big crochet heart. Um, and he sees a, you know, sees this dead body in the basement, reads the note and finds, learns the story of this companion scarecrow. So there's a poor farmer who's super lonely after his wife dies and he just wants somebody to keep him company so uh he creates a scarecrow companion that's made out of bones of animals that have died that he's dug up um and then he gives it a heart that his wife had created yeah Uh, 
Yeah, I know. Like, heartbreaking. <laughs> so heartbreaking. <laughs> but Jared, please don't make a uh, companion scarecrow of me when I die. <laughs> I don't want to know what I would be like. <laughs> Just let <Jeez>. me go. <laughs> Just throw her over the ship like she requested. Throw me off the boat and move on with your life. <laughs> Although I did tell him that uh, because I realized that I am a very difficult human to spend lots of time with, uh, I told him I would do things to come back and haunt him, like uh, leave empty boxes around the house because that's one of the more annoying things that I do. I get really excited when I get something in the mail and I'll open it up and then I'll leave all the shit and run off somewhere else. Just going to leave Amazon boxes everywhere. Yeah, I told him I would just leave empty boxes around or... um, or said empty boxes i sometimes don't break down i'll just you know put them in precarious positions and such uh i'd probably just move stuff well yeah that too it's like you'll just know that it's me saying hi yeah (laughs) don't be scared yeah i know (laughs) that would be really funny (laughs) i i really like the companion though i thought it was a I mean, I don't know. I wasn't as scared with that one. I guess just because of the, just a little the backstory of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That one's really like spooky to me. But definitely the second one, Lydia Lane's better half. Oh God. Woo. Oh God. <laughs> I gotta say, Greg, Greg Nicotero did a really good job on that one. I mean, <laughs> here's why you don't date people at work. Yep. It ends in murder. Right. <laughs> and that, oh my God, that Woman of the Year award, that thing was huge. Oh, I know. And it ended up in the back of her head. Ooh. I mean, that was, yeah, that was not a way to go out. <laughs> no. So that one was, that one was really creepy because yeah. uh, Lydia Lane obviously plays or is the, the character that's the CEO of a company. Right. She turns her uh, secret girlfriend down for a CFO promotion. The girlfriend gets angry and they fight and girlfriend ends up dead. Um, yep. But now you got to figure out how to get the dead body out of the office, which that's always complicated. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> here's my issue with that. <laughs> I mean, why use the elevator? Yeah. If you're trying to sneak out, right? Because there's cameras on an elevator. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yes, like it was in a bag and all that, whatever, but but why? <laughs> there's just I so feel many. like she set herself up. <laughs> I mean, just roll her up in a carpet like a normal person. <laughs> and just go down the stairs. Yeah. It's not going to take that much longer. No. We all know how some elevators are very slow. Yes. But look, that's what happened. You get stuck and there you go. But here's what I really liked about this one. I, I like the way that they... Um, kind of built up the suspense. Yeah. So uh, the girlfriend's obviously dead, but is she really dead? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so she you know, wheels her out to the elevator, tries to scare down, power goes out in the elevator, and they're stuck. And they're stuck for days yep. in this elevator. So the other piece of it is how much of it was truth and how much of it was lit- poor Lydia Lane going crazy. Yeah. But you, I love the kind of how they subtly move her. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the oh, until the obviously the very end. Right. It right. wasn't the over the top. Let's have this thing's going to jump out and grab you or scream or do exactly, something yeah. overtly scary. It was things like her eyes open. Mm-hmm. Just little mm-hmm. little subtleties. Her that, head moved. Oh, God. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. But I also enjoyed that it was a relationship a relationship between a woman and a woman. Yes, I agree. And that's something that we kind of talked about uh, last week in the 13 ghosts episodes that yeah. representation matters. Mm-hmm. And especially in horror, because I feel like horror historically has not done a good job of representing people of other races, other cultures um, and, and other sexual orientations as right. well. So I They're getting there. It's getting better. It's yeah. it's leaps and bounds better than it has been for decades. That's why I appreciate this this story. I do too. Because I feel like they would be like, oh, we'll just do a, a man and a woman, easy. Yeah, and the woman's gonna get angry, and the man's gonna kill her, and then the man's gonna you know get away with it or, or what have you. Right. It could have been very contrived, and it could have been very sterile. But I like that they modernized it yeah. and that they started representing other members of the community. Yeah, I really like that one. It kind of reminded me of that movie. I want to say it came out last year or maybe the year before um, 
it was like the Jane Doe and this uh, father and son, they're working um, in a morgue and this one body comes in and she was, uh, I guess they tried to do like a, I gotta look at the name of it, but they tried to do a um, exorcism on her. But she ended up dying, and then they, she comes into this morgue, and just like weird things start happening. Oh, oh, oh! What, that was um, not Jane Doe, but no, it was the the. Oh, it was something about an exorcism. Yeah, the exorcism of somebody. But anyway, but I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's the the woman that was a former cop. Um, and then she ends up becoming a mortician. Yes, but there's also one. Uh, and as I'm quickly. It was the autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yes, it was in 2016. Oh. Yes, that one, it kind of reminded me of just the way that her her body was moving and stuff. Like, it kind of reminded me of this one on Creepshow. The other one that I think I was thinking of was The Possession of Hannah Grace. Yes, also, I've seen that one. Yeah. And that was very creepy. Yeah. It's like the same. uh, Oh, yeah. It's like almost the exact same plot line. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one I was thinking. Basically. But anyway, sorry to get off the No, topic. no, no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> it just I was just wanted to say that it just reminded me of that story a little bit. Mm-hmm. But how'd you like episode five? Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about the first part of episode five, Night of the Paw. <sighs> this is so, it's the story has just been done so many times. Yeah. And it's the, the even the Simpsons have have done an episode yeah. on a monkey paw where Homer wishes for a turkey sandwich and then the turkey's dry. So, like, <laughs> if the Simpsons have done it, you probably shouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um. So it's the story. Uh, and I respect that they tried to do a little bit extra with it, but it still is. It's kind of contrived. It's been done so many times. Um It starts out with this gal ends up getting into a horrible accident drags herself to a to a or she gets dragged to a funeral home mm-hmm. run by a guy who is mega creepy and tells her oh, i'll be dead in the morning because i asked for a killer to come here and then he tells her the legend of the monkey's paw um that he and his wife found they didn't believe it but they were told that if they had it they'd be granted three wishes um so hard times fall in the funeral home which like truthfully I had always said that if my current business ever went under, I would become a mortician, just get my cert to do it. Yeah. And because it's consistent business, people are always going to die. So, you know, for whatever the reason, hard times fall in a funeral home. They wish for money. Money comes, but it comes in the form of the wife falling and dying, putting up a Christmas tree. And then, you know, it just kind of goes further on of, you know, be the old adage of be careful what you wish for because you might get it, but mm-hmm. it's never going to be what you expect. So I don't know. What did you think? I kind of struggled with that one. I don't know. Like you just said, I think it's just been done so many times. I, I mean, I like the idea that, you know, how they came up with a monkey paw, but again, yeah, just not one of my, my favorites. And I think it was just hard for me to watch it and not have my eyes glaze over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a hard time with that, but yeah, I mean, it got a little bit better. Times is tough in Musky Holler. Oh my! Goodness. I just like the way you say it. Can you say it? Times is tough in Musky Holler. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they should have used you for like an introduction oh to my it. Gosh. Well, I don't think I don't think any of my family is from a state below the Mason Dixon line. Um, but I, you know, it's just fun to say. <laughs> I mean, this episode, uh, this part of the episode was pretty good. I mean, still not the strongest episode as a whole mm-hmm. uh, for episode five, but I don't know. The story was okay. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, I I liked it. Was here's what I liked about it. It was creative, but also kind of timely because they talk about um, this overly and no reflection on any of our listeners that may be faithful or practice anything in particular. Yes. There's bad people in every faith. So this is zero reflection on any of our listeners. This is just kind of how the story came. Disclaimer. Exactly. Like (laughs) quick disclaimer, because we love our friends that are faithful. We just disclaimer on the show. So it comes with this 
crazy religious fanatic comes and takes over the town. Um, and they end up executing a ton of citizens. Um, but as a result, the citizens rise up in revolt and take the town back. But the, yeah. the, I thought it was creative, but also stars one of our favorites, Dewey. I know. David Arquette makes a, uh, <laughs> makes a cameo in it as the, the sheriff that allowed all of this to go on and helped execute these poor people that didn't deserve it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I loved that they, uh, I loved that they had all the little zombies come back and they, oh, I know. they set them up like bowling balls, like bowling pins right. on, the, on the field. <laughs> No, that part was great. That's what I was saying. Like, at least it got a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> After yeah. watching Night of the Paw. Yeah, after nearly falling asleep during Night of the Paw. I woke back up. I was like, oh, hey, Dewey. Like, what's up, Dewey? <laughs> <laughs> You're a cop again. But, I mean, also, like, I feel like, especially with everything that's going on now in the world, <laughs> this episode definitely uh, made a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, the final episode of the series had my other favorite because it was so funny. Yeah. Uh, skin crawlers. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. This one was uh, also directed by, by my favorite, the great Tony Savini. Um, this one centers around a guy who has found a miraculous weight loss treatment. Uh, and this one was so funny because it's so true. Cause you know that if someone found this South American leech, that would dissolve your fat and suck it all out of Sign you in three up. days. Right? I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> Sign me I volunteer up. as tribute. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so it was so funny and so timely. Uh, but I loved that it came, it didn't come without a price. But it was so weird how they tied in the lunar eclipse. Uh, oh, yeah. And how they had said, yeah, little cr- critters don't like the lunar eclipse. They're going to start to go bonkers and crazy and blah, blah, blah. But this whole idea that you know, once you get this done, potentially the the little leech could leave something else behind you. Uh, and I'm not a huge fan of really gory or really violent horror movies. Oh, I, I love it. Well, I yeah, you love the gratuitous violence. I do. I, I, I love I'm, all the gore and the blood and everything. It's I like sorry, no no no. You're all good. <laughs> I like Evil Dead blood because it's yeah, just right? so campy, <laughs> exactly, and so over the top. Um, <laughs> That kind of stuff is, and this was no exception. So when all these people start like melting down and having the oh the, I know the bugs come out of their eyeballs and stuff like that, that was so gross though. It was gross, but I was laughing so hard. Yeah, it was so funny. It was and, really great. But I love I loved the little chunky guy that's like, no, I'm not gonna do it because I it just doesn't seem like something I should. And yeah. then he drops the vending machine on the critter at the end and, <laughs> and that's how he kills it and then he eats a candy bar out of it <laughs> yep i feel like also my life <laughs> squash a little critter oh yeah then, i i love that it, like even though it was like on the campsite i thought it was just oh it was, it just was so creative well, it's so well done yes <laughs> good job tom savini yeah uh so I, the other one that I really, really was, okay, I wish they wouldn't have saved this one till the end. Uh, well, the, you know, you got to go out with a bang, though. But I didn't care for it that much. Oh, um, really? Okay. Yeah, by the water of Lake Champlain. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I liked it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, okay, okay, it was, uh, here's the thing, the monsters were really cute. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's Well, kind of reminded me of like, like the lady in the water kind of thing. Yeah. The story. I don't know. You know me in the cutesy, creepy things. I love it. Yeah. It I was can't just help myself. It was more cute than anything. Yeah. And I guess that's what I struggled with. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially when you've got all this gore and <laughs> and other than and then I, I mean, okay, no, I, I get what you're saying. Maybe not end with it. Maybe yeah. they should have ended with skin crawlers. Yeah. Either end with so kind of the same way that they did with the movie in eighty two where it, mm-hmm. it started out one way and then kinda of ramped up toward the end. Yeah. I wish that they would have done the same thing with the series. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I could see that. But I mean, I don't know. I liked it, but I do agree that maybe maybe they should have started the episode with this story and then ended with skin crawlers. Yes, I agree. Kind of go out with a bang. Yeah. And so this episode centers around uh, a little girl and her family who's the, the father figure dies. He mysteriously disappears. 
uh, on the link that they that they live on, and he ends up, or this poor little girl ends up going and trying to find him. She knows that he's not dead, or she knows that yeah. he just didn't take off and, and go randomly missing because he was drunk. She knows that something happened to her dad, but this whole time he's been in search of this monster that lives on Lake Champlain, and she calls him Champy, I think. Yes. Which was so cute. Yeah. And I was gonna say I really liked it. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was cute. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like I I thought it was adorable. I thought the monsters were really cute. I just wish that it wouldn't have ended the series. Yeah, no, like I said, I, I definitely agree. Cause it just kinda ended on like a real lighter note. Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's just kind of what they were going for, I guess. Probably. <laughs> um but yeah, this so obviously there's in true horror form, there's always a stereotypical, really awful, evil stepdad figure mm-hmm. who's just a, a POS. Yeah. Um, so he's super abusive. He's a leech. He's manipulative. Um, he doesn't work. He just, you know, takes all the life insurance money from this poor family. So sad. So heartbreaking. Um, but then this little girl and her her cute little love interest go down to the lake and they find a monster. Yep. And this uh, stepdad fiction figure tries to take credit for it um of but, course <laughs> right as they're wanting to do yeah um not all stepdads are evil just in horror movies just just to clarify yeah. um and he ends up getting his because spoiler alert there's more than one monster in lake champlain yep well i figured i don't know i kind of figured that was gonna happen oh yeah something I, was gonna i totally happen. guessed that there was going to be something else that was coming out of there. I either thought that there was going to be more than one monster. I thought that mom was going to go pick up a shotgun and just blow him away. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like she should have. <laughs> yeah. Or the other thing uh, that I was thinking is the, the champy wasn't dead. Yeah. Well, I was kind of hoping, I don't know. I kind of took that maybe like champy was one of the monsters. I don't know. Oh, he was. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Okay. Make sure I had that right. <laughs> Like, um, like, I'm glad that they, you know, tied him in, but also like knowing that there's other stuff. Cause obviously a lake is going to have more than one creepy thing living mm-hmm. in there. Oh, absolutely. So. <laughs> but, uh, for Halloween Horror Nights last year. Oh yeah. They did create a creep show maze. They did. That we got to go through. Did. So they did a little mix of the 1982 movie. And then they also did a couple from the new version. I wish that they would have picked some different ones. Agreed. So they skin d- crawlers would have been a great one. Oh, skin crawlers would have been so good. Um, or even the companion, like the companion yeah. would have been so creepy. Oh yeah. And here's my my complaint was just because something makes great horror TV or great horror movie does not mean it would be a great horror maze. Yeah. Um, and execution is very important. Super key. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the segments that they took were from the original Creep Show. They did the Father's Day segment, the very first one. Um, and then they did my two favorites. They did the crate and they're creeping up on you. Yeah. The I'm glad they the did implement those two at least. Me too, because swarming bugs and big fuzzy Arctic yeah. monsters are Ooh. real terrifying. <laughs> Um, but then from the new Shutter version, they took Grey Matter, which was the very first one, um, and then they took Bad Wolf Down from episode two. So mm. I kind of wish that they would have they would have done a couple of different ones because I feel like now the werewolves were scary, but I think at the time Bad Wolf Down hadn't, or maybe it did premiere, or maybe it just wasn't. Let me look at the dates here, or maybe yeah, we I'm just hadn't sure. seen it yet. Well, I hadn't seen it. Oh yeah, none of these had actually debuted yet because we went. Early, we yeah. we went for the fan preview night, which was like mid September, which was really what we always do, <laughs> right? We try to get in early because otherwise it gets crowded. Yeah, it gets crazy. Yeah, um, but they took. The, we hadn't seen any of the new ones yet, so it was a little lost on me. And like truthfully, the the new segments weren't super memorable, right? Um, and granted, that doesn't mean that you have to see a movie before you go to the maze to enjoy it. It just was a little lost on me. Well, yeah, well, just like. Going back to um, Crimson Peak, yes. we didn't see that movie yet. No. But I think g- doing the maze kind of made us wanted to <laughs> see it more. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> After, because we wanted, okay, we got to see what this is about. Mm-hmm. I felt like for the creep show maze, like I'm glad they, you know, had the 1982 movie in there. But I felt like at the end when they showed like the two from the new series, I was just kind of like, okay, 
<laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just, you know me, like, there's some that will scare me because, I mean, you've been to many of these haunts with me and you know not to put me in the front because then <laughs> I won't move. But I was just walking through this one <laughs> hey, a little bit, so. The, the being, I think, where, where do we go? Oh, when we went to um, Horror Made here at uh, Warner Brothers Studios. Yes. God, it was two years ago now, two or three years ago oh, now. Please bring it back. I know. The, Please bring it back. <laughs> when we were going through the um, the house on Nebolt Street, they put me in the front. Yep, sure did. Of this whole group. <laughs> and dear God. Okay, so I was fine going through the living room with Pennywise on the TV and blah, blah, blah. But then when that that bitch in the painting jumped out, I'm, I didn't know I could jump that high. <laughs> I truthfully didn't know I could jump that high. Oh, yeah, uh, the creepy violin lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, It was... <laughs> So like, cause she, they dropped the picture. She jumped out and it scared the hell out of me. I think it was like the same reaction when the nun came out of the conjuring house. Oh yeah. I went running down that hallway. I look behind me and I'm like, oh, where did Sarah go? Where's Sarah? Sarah, Sarah gone. She's gone. Um, and then I got run over by Pennywise trying to figure out how to get out of the maze. I I gotta say though that I'm sure it like really hurt, but. Also, I mean, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> because it's such an awesome story to tell. I got run over by Pennywise. I should have made a shirt that said I got run over by Pennywise. I, and all you I know got what? was the stupid shirt. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to make it. <laughs> so the next time that we go, when they do create it again, you can wear that shirt. And then hopefully we can get a picture with Pennywise. Well, it wasn't super well marked off at the exit. It, was, it, sure wasn't. it was not clear where you were supposed to go. Because everybody was just kind of trapped in in this one room, and there were a couple of the black curtains. So you know, anytime you go to any haunt, where do you go? You go through the black curtain because yep. there's something that's gonna jump out at you. Well, I wasn't wrong. I got mowed down by Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man! On the ground, landed on my tailbone, <laughs> mowed down by Pennywise. I'm like, and, at first, I had to go over like, oh my god, are you okay? But. You know what? Kudos to that actor because he did not break character. He after he mowed me down, you could see kind of the look of horror on his face. But in his best Pennywise voice, he went, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> like this is the best. I'm all good. That's why I'm like I went over to make sure like you like, were okay. But afterwards, I'm like that was awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> so moral of the story: if you're going to go through a black curtain in a Halloween haunt maze. Be real careful. You, you might get run over <laughs> by Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> Hopefully they bring it back. I really, I mean, I'm just trying to stay hopeful, especially now that, you know, different parks are opening up. I mm-hmm. mean, I know space will be an issue. So if they do bring back the Halloween events, I'm sure it's going to be very limited on how many people are going in. Because I know these these places get packed. Oh, they do. But you know what? If I'm hoping... That there's a vaccine by then, and if there's yeah, a vaccine, I will I will be out everywhere for Halloween. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's looking pretty good. I mean, I know the news is not really divulging much information. At least we know that there's something happening as mm-hmm. far as, you know, a vaccine, but... Uh, I gotta go through lots of just want to save halloween right (laughs) i'm just trying to stay hopeful (laughs) well hopefully if there is another if if there is halloween and if there is another creep show maze i would like to see a few different ones it would also be great if they um mixed in a couple from creep show too yes that would be great like i'm sorry i'm still i'm going back on the hitchhiker that was like the scariest one for me (laughs) well (laughs) i there was, there were a few different, you know, little horror series, right? There was obviously uh, Creepshow, Tales from the Crypt. Oh, yeah. Um, but then the other one that I feel like didn't get enough credit was Masters of Horror. Oh, which, yeah. Yeah, which I think... God, I almost forgot about that. I, right? That's the problem. Oh, we're gonna, yeah. wow. So we should do an episode on... I was just going to say that. I was like, we're going to have but to go to that. <laughs> they did, And it was only two seasons. I want to say Showtime did it. It was one of the, the premium movie channels. I feel okay. like it might have been Showtime. Um, I just... I don't care for Showtime, so I feel like I don't pay attention to it. <laughs> no, I don't either. Um, ex- with the exception of, of this series. Um, oh, yeah, it was Showtime. But yeah. they had... 
every every episode was written by they were all based on short stories but they were all directed by one of the greats so toby hooper who did texas chainsaw massacre italian horror legend dario argento mick garris uh john landis even did one oh Um, yeah john carpenter like there were they really did get all of the masters of horror i gotta go back and watch that well there were two seasons uh Season one was really, really good. I loved it. Although there was an episode in season two that was called The Washingtonians. And it basically theorizes that all the founding fathers were cannibals. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they may may have been right, though. It was so (laughs) great. But I love that each of these little uh, standalone stories was... They, and they were longer, so it's not like with a creep show where they were, you know, I think 25, 30 minutes each. Yeah. Um, and then the same, even with the movie, they were a little bit shorter, but they each of these directors had time to write a full episode. Yeah. That was super well done. Oh, I gotta um, go back and watch that. Yeah, they were great. So if I have to compare, and, and granted, they all were, they took place at different times. I felt like Masters of Horror was the more solid series that i really liked most of that's interesting Um, that they don't really you don't hear much about it no and and you know maybe it's me because it's entirely possible that i just like things that no one else does which not putting it out of the realm of possibility um but yeah and it was only two seasons but it was really great Uh, i I feel like we need to have a watch party we do because i would yeah Weekend watch party. I'm going to watch that. Both seasons. 26 <laughs> episodes. And go. Right. <laughs> I'll bring the popcorn. Yes. Because you know me and my popcorn. Oh, got to have gotta have all the popcorn. <laughs> well, hopefully you like today's episode. <laughs> yeah, that's our, so that's our wrap on Creep Show. So again, um, if you would like, you can stream the original from any of the different sites. I know Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon got it. Prime's got both actually. Yeah, and I think two is free. One is not. One you have yes, to rent. That's um, true. But you can you can rent it anywhere, uh, and then obviously you can watch the new reboot of the series either on Shutter. Remember, there's a seven day free trial, or and you're welcome, Shutter, for plugging you. Yes. Thank please, you, Shutter. Please, please spot, please sponsor our <laughs> podcast. Um, so you can either check it out on Shutter or AMC if you happen to have cable, or if you have on demand, AMC re- has is releasing it as well. Um, so we hope that you take a watch and let us know what you think if yes. we're way off base or I if do. you agree. Please like us on our Facebook, rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. And or if you and again, if you have any ideas or you want to, you know, give us something that you would like to hear us talk about, please email us at the at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at the squad ghouls and creep it real. And we'll scare you later.